At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers. Welcome to the New York City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. A Monday show for you. Um, we'll get to the Yankees, who had a great weekend. Finally, looks like the Yankees a little bit cold bounce back. Nice win on Saturday. We'll get to them. Mets just keep rolling along, winning series after series. They win their 12th game. They win a series in Arizona. Uh, 12 wins is the most in baseball, so a nice start for the Mets. Good vibes around the Mets. Just you know, winning tough games, blow a save on Friday, come back, win the game. So we'll get to the baseball, but we'll start with the Nets on uh, what might be the last day of their season here as they go down Saturday night. They are now down 3 nothing to Boston. The total tonight is 220 as the Nets are a pick against Boston. If you're feeling feisty, if you're feeling confident here in the Nets somehow, they are 14-1 to to come back and win this series and make history. Uh, I would probably need a little more than that uh, with the Nets here. As Look, if you're going to play them to win the series, just play them game by game. You probably get better, better numbers, a better bang for your buck, but... Look, that was uh, that was that was rough Saturday, and, and if you're one of these people that picked the Nets before the series, and I kind of went back and forth on the series, and you know what, Celtics will probably win. I think Nets and sevens, uh, the best bang for your buck in terms of the value. You know what, you're going to be wrong. The Celtics are going to win this series, but if you just got an average performance from Durant, Nets would probably be up like two games to one right now. Durant, uh, I hate to say, it, I mean, I hate to do this. He's one of the ten or fifteen best players of all time. And I'm not one of these guys. You know, some of these guys on TV just love to go on and kill LeBron or kill this guy or kill that guy. It's usually not my nature. I just, 
you know, try to pick who's going to win, try to, you know, have some fun with it, find some value, uh, analyze the games. These great players are great players for a reason. I usually don't get on these players too much and, and do that sort of shtick, but look, you got to be fair. I mean, like I said, this is one of the 10 or 15 best players of all time, and you could talk to me about the Boston defense. You could say Durant's worn down. He played all these minutes night after night, coming off an injury. He's just exhausted. Yeah, there's probably some truth to that. I'll buy it to an extent, but... Hey, this is a uh, this has a, been a brutal, brutal three games for Durant. Only shot the ball eleven times on Saturday, just completely disengaged. Turnovers. I mean, some of it is Boston hounding him, harassing him on defense. Some of it is just careless turnovers. His handle looks sloppy. He looks weak out there. I mean, I know he's always been lighter and leaner, and you know, early in his career, he had the nickname the Slim Reaper, and I think we we learned a lot about Durant when he pushed back on that nickname, and that nickname offended him, and it all kind of ties together because look, as great as he is, and he is a great, great player, unbelievable player. He's always been a little bit more of a cat than a dog, and you know, you just go back to before he joined the Warriors, he had some of these moments in Oklahoma City. You know, his last game with the Thunder, 2016, the Game Six, the Clay Thompson game. Oklahoma had a late lead in that game, led that series. He kind of disappeared in that one. Uh, there was a series, I think it was 2013 against Memphis. Remember, he didn't play well middle of the series, and somebody in Oklahoma City wrote the headline, Mr. Unreliable, and of course, that got him all bent out of shape. How dare you call me Mr. Unreli Unreliable? He's always had these moments where, look, he just comes up a little bit soft in these spots, and uh, Saturday night, Game 3, really the first three games, he has really been terrible. Uh, in in all these games, and Saturday night was bad. Tuesday was bad. He says he's not tired. I don't know if he's dealing with an injury. I'm, I, you know, I don't know that it's fair to sit here and make excuses for him if they're not there. I just, uh, I mean, you got to call it like you see it. He has played terribly in these three games. Now, look, there's nothing you're going to do. I mean, he's you're, you're lucky to have him, and you just hopefully you know you get him back next year with more help. You know. Better supporting cast. We, we've told you for months now that they're too small. They're playing all these perimeter guys, whether it's Dragic, Curry, Mills, Kyrie. It's just you can't have three point guard size guys on the floor, you know, at all times. And they don't really have a lot of shooting around Kyrie and Durant. And part of it too is they just take a lot of long twos. You know, there's a lot of ISO. You can get on Nash, but this is kind of the deal you make when you bring in these superstars. They play how they want to play. Durant likes ISO ball. Kyrie likes ISO ball. It's not the prettiest thing to watch. So. Uh, I don't know that Nash will be back. I mean, if, if Durant wants him back, I, I, he'll probably be back. I, I, it's that one, you know. Look, the, 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 you bring these guys in, LeBron, Durant, some of these guys. Uh, you get the talent, you get to compete for a championship, but you kind of do things their way. Whether it's the coach they want, the system they want, the style they want, and uh, the Nets are experiencing that now. Where look, Boston just looks bigger, tougher, better coached. And Boston's going to win this series. That being said, like I, like I mentioned, if Durant just plays like average Durant, not even like superhero Superman Durant, uh, this series is 2-1 Brooklyn probably. I mean, they're up, what, three points with 30 seconds left last Sunday, game one. You know, had a five or six point lead at the end of the last three or four minutes of that game, had a chance to seal that one, put it away. All right, you let it get away. That's never a good sign when you have a chance to steal game one and you let it get away especially on the road when you're an underdog. All right, you come back, you bounce back Tuesday night. Uh, you're up, what, 18-2. to two. You have a big lead. You jump all over Boston. You lead by 17 points into the first half. You let them back in the game. Boston catches up to you. Boston eventually wins that game. 
And then, I mean, Brooklyn was never really in. I mean, they were up, I think they were up 12-5 on Saturday night. But other than that, Boston gets a lead and never really gives it back. And uh, series is over. I mean, look, maybe you win this game uh, tonight and make it 3-1. And who knows? Could you go to Boston and win a game? Hell, you almost won each of the game first two games in Boston. There's no reason you can't win any individual game. It's just having to win one after another, after another, after another. It's just, especially with game five in Boston, game seven in Boston, it's... Uh, it's over, and there will come a day where a team comes from three nothing down to win a series. So, look, if you believe in miracles, maybe it's this year. We uh, we heard forever how a 16 seed never beat a one. We heard forever how a team down 3-0 in baseball never came back, and we saw Boston do it to the Yankees. So, it's possible. It's possible. I mean, look, you, you, the old cliche: just take it a game at a time, one day at a time. If you're the Nets, just win tonight and, and try to get on a plane for Boston. And you know what? Steal one in Boston and make it a you know game six in Brooklyn and just take it one game at a time here and uh, try to survive. I think that would be. I do think they'll win tonight. I do think they'll win game four. Look, I, I hate getting involved in series when it's three zero. You never know if the team down three zero just quits. Sometimes the team up three zero says, you know what? The series is over. Whether we win it in game four or game five, we don't have that sense of urgency. Sometimes there's a level of satisfaction with the team that's up three zero. They come to the visiting city down to uh, up to oh they steal game three and they say you know what you know the old mantra just get a split on the road we we got our one game here we're good and there's a little bit of satisfaction that sets in i mean philly lost game four with a chance to close out the warriors lost game four with a chance to close it out uh, i don't know that boston's complacent like that but uh maybe durant just finally uh you know comes to life here and you know, I would lean towards towards Brooklyn tonight, and I know I liked them in Game Three. I thought they'd win comfortably in Game Three. That's I think that's the first game I've gotten wrong in this series. So I haven't been too far off in the series. I I would lean towards Brooklyn tonight. Uh, if you go to Bet Rivers, the player props: Durant over thirty and a half points. The expression "Don't don't chase," what is it? Don't try to catch a falling knife. I understand that. Where, you know what? Sometimes it's better off to just cut your losses. But if there's ever a point. If there's ever a point where Durant's going to say, you know what, uh, if we lose, it's not going to be because I'm taking you know, 9, 10 shots. If we're going to go down, we're going to go down with me swinging here, and I'm going to get my shot set up. I'm going to shoot the ball you know, 28, 30 times, try to score 50 points, 40 points. If we lose, it's going to be with me shooting. So I would think it, you see a very aggressive Durant uh, in game four. So I like the over 30 and a half points here for Durant at Bet River Sportsbook. I do think you'll get... Uh, at least an aggressive attacking Durant. At the very least, go down swinging here if you're KD. You know, don't go into the offseason, you know, off a performance where you just you took eight shots again or 12 shots or something. You know, I can live with, look, he, he's a great enough player where if he goes nine for 28, you say, you know what? He's a great player. He had a bad night. You live with it. It's the not shooting. It's the turnovers. I think not shooting is worse than missing when you're as good as Durant. He's so good. He's so efficient. If you're going to just shoot and miss, all right. Like Tuesday, he went 0 for 10. In game two, he went 0 for 10. It's unusual. You, obviously, it's a bad performance, but it, at least you're shooting the ball. You live with Durant shooting the ball. If he misses, he misses. You know, anytime he shoots, you almost expect it to go in. So, you know what? If he has a bad night shooting, you live with it. You just can't deal with the inactivity where he's deferring to Blake Griffin and Bruce Brown and these other guys. So, uh, I would expect a an attacking, aggressive Durant. I do think the Nets probably win game four. In uh, Game 5, look, uh, if it gets that far, I think that'll be a vicious environment in Boston, a chance to close out a series, the vitriol for Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, the tension of that rivalry, 
that ser- that that city that building will be very well hydrated uh for game five if it gets that far so that'd be a you're walking into the hornet's nest if you're gonna go in there with a you know facing elimination for game five and try to win that game that might be tough uh but again one game at a time here if you're the nets and just try to survive just try to get it for boston for game five and you know, hope, hopefully Durant and Kyrie can go off and, you know, get you back to Brooklyn for game six and just kind of go from there, you know, game by game, one by one, just just get yourself back in the series again. Boston's going to win this at some point, you would think. Uh, but I do think Brooklyn has a game in them and pushes this thing to five. It's a shame because, you know what, I mean, I, look, I don't really have a rooting interest other than the fact that I bet on Brooklyn um, in game three. I just I wanted to see a good series. Game one was such a classic you know, Durant, Boston, there's, it just, it was a good, you know, competitive game one. Both these teams are kind of overseeded. It's overqualified for a round one matchup. So I was hoping we get six or seven of these, a long series, a classic series. Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll still get it, but it doesn't look like that. It looks like uh, Boston will close this thing out in, I don't know, four or five. I, I do have a feeling Boston, I do have a feeling Brooklyn will win game four. I would, I would think game five would be tough for him, but Again, the expression, crazier things have happened. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I do like Durant over 30 and a half points. I do think Brooklyn will win. Less confident than I was Saturday, but I was really confident Saturday and it didn't happen. So um, if they do win, it's going to be without Ben Simmons. Uh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about Ben Simmons. If, if you want to hear about Ben Simmons, there's plenty of other places talking about Ben Simmons. He's either hurt, he doesn't want to play, I don't know. I mean, he just he doesn't seem like the most competitive person in the world. He sits on the sideline with his outfits and his you know funny hats and his funny shirts. Uh, look, he's not the most competitive person in the world. I heard, I think it was Ethan Strauss, who we've had on this podcast, uh, he told the story. If he was talking to one player, and the player told him the first time he met Simmons, Simmons' rookie year, the first thing Simmons said to him is like, uh, so what kind of car did you buy when you first got you know your, your NBA money it's like he's really into what car he's driving what he's wearing who he's out with that kind of thing where uh you know even going back to LSU you know he wasn't really they didn't make the tournament he kind of quit on that team he wasn't the most liked guy there so he's just not the most likable guy on the team he's not really look you don't really without knowing a guy it's hard to just throw this stuff around but just based on what I hear what what I read what I read and Look, the fact that he hasn't played, it just he doesn't seem like the best teammate, the most competitive guy. And uh, look, I don't know what you do with him. I don't know if you try to flip him for more assets during the during the off season. I don't know that anybody's going to want him with his contract. I know he's got certain abilities, but he's got certain limitations. And you're paying him all this money, you might just be stuck with trying to uh, you know trying to rehabilitate him and get some value, you know, build up his value at least next year before you try to trade him. So that's a story for another day. Doesn't look like he's going to play tomorrow. Doesn't look like he's going to play all year. He was supposed to come back for game four. I don't know. I don't know. And the thing is, if you can play in game four, if you could play Monday, why couldn't you play Saturday? It's just, it's a whole strange situation. Uh, maybe the Nets are just, you know, this was gamesmanship the entire time. That's entirely possible that they were just lying about this. Because remember, they traded for him in February and it was like, all right, he'll be ready to go, but it's going to take a couple weeks. Well, that now it's going to be a month. Then it's going to be another two weeks. Then it's going to be game three. Then it's going to be this game. And it's like, uh, you know, it's, when somebody's blowing you off, you know, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it another day. It's just that another, that other day never came. And doesn't look like Durant's going to, uh, doesn't look like Simmons is going to play at all this series at all this season. So again, that's something I, uh, my interest in discussing Simmons is very low. 
uh, I, I think the story is Durant and just how poorly he's played for such a great player to have a performance like this is it, it's really kind of shocking. It really is. And again, even just an average Durant, just an average Durant, you're probably up two games to one because they were in that game Saturday night. Should have at least had a split in Boston. Man, they, uh, this is a tough one for Brooklyn. Now, they have certain flaws. It would have been hard for them to win anyway. But if you look around the Eastern Conference, Middleton getting hurt. And Bede's got a thumb injury. Lowry's hurt. Uh, this was kind of wide open there where they could have gotten in and made a run if they got past Boston. I, I think this is really broken well for Boston with all these other teams being hurt. And Boston relatively healthy. They get Williams back now. So Boston now the favorite favorite at Bet Rivers plus 190 to come out of the East. They're probably, uh, man, I don't know. If Embiid's not going to be healthy, I, I could definitely see, I, I could definitely see uh, Boston, who will play Milwaukee here. It looks like Milwaukee without Middleton, Embiid with a with a diminished Harden. You know who knows with Lowry with Miami. It's it's broken pretty well for Boston, who's you know pretty good just on their own merit. If everyone was 100%, they'd have a decent chance. With all these other teams being banged up, uh, they certainly certainly have a chance, and they're a fi the favorite for a reason right now, which is. You know, strange because this was a very mediocre team for a very long time. When you go back from, you know, the end of the 2020 season to now, I think there's like an 80-90 game, 80-90 game stretch where this is basically just a 500 team and they've turned into, you know, pretty much a juggernaut from January 1st on, which you don't usually see in basketball where a team is mediocre for so long and then just turns into this monster team that's uh, really a threat to win the whole thing. So. Good job by Boston, just a terrible job by the Nets. Bad job by Durant, who was just uh, was just a complete no-show on Saturday and has been for most of the series. So I like the Nets tonight. I think Durant goes over his total. I do think we'll see a game five. Where it goes from that, I have no idea. But that's the NBA. When we come back, we'll do a little baseball, some Mets, some Yankees. That is next. This is the New York City Cash presented by Bet River Sportsbook. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the season. Place a three-leg same-game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same-game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. All right, we are back. New York City cast, Bit River Sportsbook. Uh, cover the NBA. We'll get to some baseball here in a second. I uh, just want to mention the draft on Thursday. We're going to have some guests on to talk about the draft. So we'll get some Giants guys, hopefully some Jets guys on to talk. Draft, both these teams obviously top 10 picks. So. Uh, haven't done a lot of draft. You know, it, it, it's weird with the draft. A couple things. I think not knowing who the number one pick is going to be, usually this time of year, uh, we know who the number one pick is going to be, and then we can kind of glean from that. All right, this will probably who goes number two, this who goes number three, and then we just can kind of, you know, uh, build up, build off the number one pick and, and just kind of glean from who's going first and, and kind of take it from there. Without not knowing who's going to go number one, it's just it's hard because – that creates uncertainty at two and creates uncertainty at three. It's just a domino effect from when you know who's going to be number one as opposed to when you don't know who's going to be number one. And then the other thing is all these teams having multiple picks, like Giants have picks five and seven, Jets have, what, four and ten. So, like, you know the Giants need alignment. Well, they can pick one at five, they can pick one at seven. 
Jets, they'll probably take a receiver and a lineman. Well, they can do that in any order. So uh, it's hard just from a betting standpoint to, to hone in. Like if you knew the Giants were going to pick a lineman and they only had the fifth pick, well, you can kind of at least work your way around that where uh, there's some certainty. With all these teams having multiple picks early, there's more maneuverability. Maybe they trade one of the picks. Maybe they trade down uh, with one of them. It's hard to know which direction uh, a lot of this is headed. I do think Cross seems like he's in the mix. I know some teams think he'll be gone by uh, pick five. I, I think him and the Giants are linked a lot. So I could see the Giants taking Cross at five. I know he's under seven and a half. Uh, I would take the under there. I do think Cross under seven and a half is a good bet. Sounds like he is a... Uh, He's someone the Giants have their eye on for whatever that's worth. Again, though, there's been reports that they're trying to trade down, get more picks. Look, the Giants have a lot of needs, so it wouldn't be the craziest thing to trade down, but I feel like it's always the popular thing. Hey, let's trade down. Let's get more picks. That sounds good. Yeah, you need somebody to trade down with. You need somebody to say, hey, you know what? We want to move up and grab someone. Now, look, the board falls a certain way. Maybe somebody sees a, a guy they didn't expect to be there, and they hop up, and they give you something to move, move down, and they can move up. Not impossible, not impossible. But if the Giants do stay put, I, I would seem, I, I think, crossing the mix at five, uh, and then we'll go from there. Like I said, we'll do plenty of uh, plenty of draft here the next few days. Draft is always one of my favorite days of the year. And I, I think the uncertainty at number one and all these teams having multiple picks kind of makes it a weird draft. And just not having the marquee quarterbacks, I think, takes a little bit of the juice out of it. Usually, you know, there's two or three quarterbacks where – you know, we all watched them in college. We all think they're going to be big-time NFL guys, and that kind of adds to the excitement of it. You know, Iki Aquanu, the, the offensive tackle for NC State, doesn't get people juiced up. This kid Walker, you know, Hutchinson, these aren't guys. Uh, you know, the average fan is just not going to get into these offense and defensive linemen like they would, you know, a big-time quarterback or two or three big-time quarterbacks. You know, Pickett is a modest prospect at best. You know, people probably barely saw him play at Pitt. Willis, nobody's seen playing. If you have, you're not too impressed because he was terrible this year. So, kind of, you know, just kind of a down year with the quarterbacks. I thought last year we got a lot of quarterbacks. You know, usually, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a better crop of quarterbacks. Sounds like next year's a better class of quarterbacks. The Alabama quarterback, a couple of the other guys, uh, just not a great quarterback class. And I think that kills a little bit of the buzz in it. You know, in terms of draft season, in terms of the excitement. But we'll do plenty of it the next couple of days. We'll uh, we'll spend some time on the draft. So. Wanted to touch on that. But let's get to the baseball. Uh, I guess we'll start with the Yankees because I was hard on them. Look, I've been hard on them really ever since I started doing the show just because I don't like the ownership. I don't like the fact that they maneuver like they're on this tight little budget where they're printing money left and right. They're making money hand over fist and they're, you know, they don't get the they don't get Seeger, they don't get Freeman. A couple years ago they don't get Harper, Machado. So I'm annoyed with the Yankees because you go to a game and it's fifty bucks to park and they just, you know, they basically rob you for you know twenty bucks for a beer. It's it's a cost of fortune to eat. The food's not that good. You can go on and on. But uh, nice weekend, nice weekend. Uh, these past few days did a good job against Cleveland. Uh, won a game Friday night where they're in control most of the way. Saturday got a lead, came from behind. Cor Cortez pitched well, two outs, bottom of the ninth, and, and I've been hard on. Kiner Falefa, just because I think he symbolizes how cheap the Yankees have been with all these shortstops available. They settle on this kid who's you know basically a discount option, a, a much cheaper option, and a much lesser player. But look, he's hit the ball well. He got a big hit Saturday. Then the Yankees win the game Saturday. Uh, Cole bounces back, finally pitches his first really good game of the season. Sunday, six and two-thirds, nine strikeouts, four hits, one walk. All the way, his ERA is all the way down to four. So people say, oh, his ERA is six, his ERA is this and that. It's like, all right, 
Cole's probably going to pitch pretty well here. You could say the spider tack. You could say this and that. And it's going to be hard unless he, you know, he pitches big time playoff games and puts this team on his back and wins a World Series. People are always going to use that contract as, you know, to think he's overrated. And that Boston game last year in the playoffs is going to be uh, a knock against him for a while. That's going to stick with him. I know he pitched well in the playoffs the year before that, but again, that's, you know, that those are games with no fans. Those were, you know, that was a weird circumstance. And look, fans are tough. Fans are tough, and he's pitched well in the playoffs. His career ERA in the playoffs is two nine, even with that bad performance in a you know on a shaky hamstring last year uh, in Fenway. So I've I've kind of given Cole the benefit of the doubt. I think he hasn't helped himself. Look, when you don't pitch well against Boston, you don't pitch well in the playoffs, and then you don't pitch well against Boston to start the year, and you start making excuses about hey the game started you know a minute and fifteen seconds later than I thought it would. That threw me off. That's why Devers hit the ball nine miles. That's tough. That's tough, especially when you're making all this money. You haven't pitched well in big spots. Uh, last year that's you know excuses making a lot of money and underperforming those are not a good combination but uh, i do think cole bounced back pitched pretty well here is he going to win a cy young i mean who knows uh look as long as he's really good as long as he's you know in the top three or four cy young getters vote getters uh look, the, the pitching's been pretty good i mean you got enough other guys cortez is emergent to be a really good pitcher uh you know tyone severino some of these other guys have thrown the ball well the bullpen's really good the bullpen is outstanding you know, Chapman makes you nervous. Both these New York closers make you nervous. We'll get to the Mets in a minute. Both these New York, you never trust Chapman. I don't care. It could be a four-run game, five-run game. He comes in and he's sweating. He's throwing the ball all over the place. You know, his control shaky. He's vulnerable to the home run. You don't trust Chapman anymore. I understand that. Uh, and Green's a little shaky. But some of the other guys, you know, I would almost move Holmes into the closer. Holmes is really good. Loisega. Some of these other guys. Castro's been a good find. Um, you know, even some of the lesser guys, Marichano. The uh, the rookie, he, you know, he's pretty. Is that how you pronounce it? Close enough, close enough. He's he's throwing the ball well. I mean, they got some of these lesser guys. Sears, who they sent down, he's pretty good. Uh, so they've got a lot of depth, a lot of power arms. It's a really, really good Yankee bullpen. Now they haven't hit. The offense is coming gone. They finally busted out a little bit Sunday. They scored ten runs, the most they've scored all season. Uh, you know, Stanton really hasn't hit. Judge hit a couple homers Friday night. Stanton hit a couple homers that first weekend. Hasn't hit since. Yeah, look, offense around the league, and it's a big problem for baseball. You can't have all these, you know, five nothing games, four one games. You got to have a little offense in baseball. And whether the balls are dejuiced, I've heard this theory. Jason Weingarten, who comes on this show a lot, uh, and a few other people have thrown out this theory that there's a lot of big time free agents that are offensive players. So. Again, this is a little bit conspiracy stuff, but this, you know, conspiracy theory stuff, but it's not crazy. You know, Weingarten and some of these other people have thrown out the idea they're deadening the balls to keep free agency spending down. So Judge and Soto and some of these big time offensive players don't make a fortune. Just like if you remember 2019, uh, offense was way up and homers were way up and everyone's breaking home run records. Well, that year, a lot of free agent pitchers were available, uh, big time free agent pitchers. So, you know, maybe owners said, you know what, help us out a little. Let's let's juice up the ball so these pitchers don't make as much. Opposite here, let's kill the ball so these hitters don't make as much. It's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. And boy, if you just look around, the batting averages are terrible around the league. Just I mean, nobody's scoring any runs. Nobody's hitting. You know, every, you look, every guy's hitting like two twenty, and these batting averages around the team are just awful for all these teams. But uh, a nice start here for the Yankees. They got a chance here. Uh, they are off Monday, but they got a chance three games home against the Orioles, three games home against the Royals. They got a chance to win five out of these six games here and, and give themselves uh, a nice start against a pretty easy schedule before they play Toronto again. 
Uh, 10 and 6. Blue Jays are 10 and 6. Rays are 9 and 7. Boston, 7 and 9. Orioles actually haven't been awful at 6 and 10. Uh, to me, Boston doesn't have a lot of pitching. I don't think they're a real contender. I know the lineup's pretty good. Uh, I, I don't love their starting pitching. Sale's not in the mix really anymore. You can't count on him. Evaldi's pretty good, but, I mean, that's just that's not a lot of pitching. They're throwing Rich Hill out there, and some of these guys, it's just they don't have big-time starting pitching. The Rays, same thing. The Rays kind of piece it together. You know, this guy, that guy, they mix and match. The bullpen arms, they don't have the same sort of magic they had last year. Again, it's early. I understand that. But to me, it's probably a two-horse race between the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And if you go to Bet Rivers, Yankees are plus 275 to win that division. That's not terrible. I mentioned before the season, Blue Jays plus 275 to win the division is a good bet. And I think it was, but now they're plus 140. And if you can get the Yankees at plus 275, I mean, I think it comes down to the wire between the Yankees and the Blue Jays ultimately where, you know, one of those teams wins in the mid-90s and wins the division. The other team finishes a few games behind it. Again, injuries, a lot can happen. Trades at the deadline, a lot can happen between now and September. But uh, Yankees plus 275 is to win the division is a price uh, I would have some interest in. I think that's probably a good bet. And boy, you can still get the Mets at plus 135 to win their division. And to me, that's a great bet. Uh, they already have a five-game lead in the loss column on Atlanta. Atlanta has not played well. Mets are 12-5. and five. Uh, You look at second place, Miami 7-8. and eight. You don't really worry about them. Atlanta 7-10. They have not played well. Philly 6-9. and nine. Washington 6-12. and 12. They stink. I uh, wish I could have gone back in time here and, and bet against the Washington under i think i have a little on the under 71 i gotta go back and check but to me uh, washington's terrible philly doesn't have a lot of pitching atlanta will bounce back but to me the mets are going to win this division uh look you can say long season all that but you know you'd rather be up five games than down five games and you got a chance you, you can run and hide in baseball just because it's a long season look if you start out you know 25 and 10 or something and everyone else is around 500 you got a chance to build up a lead where you got 11 12 game lead now we're a long way from that it's only a five game lead it's been a soft schedule they haven't played atlanta they haven't played some of these better teams but there's no reason you can't build you know, build up you know a 9 10 game lead and just kind of run and hide in, in, in baseball if you with the mets pitching if they're able to get this lead to 8 9 10 games something like that in the middle of may uh they got a chance to run and hide. They really do. You could still get them plus 135 at Bet Rivers. That's a bad line. That's a mistake. Bet the Mets plus 135 to win the division. I am very confident they will win this NL East. Uh, to me, they're the best team, and they've got pitching even without DeGrom. DeGrom gets his MRI. I think we'll find out today uh, if, if he can start throwing again. Boy, if they get DeGrom back to add to McGill, who's been great. Not really good. I wouldn't say great, but really good. Pitched well again Sunday. Scherzer, Scherzer. Carrasco looks like he's bounced back. You know, some of these other guys, uh, you know, Peterson, they got a lot of arms. And like I mentioned, Diaz makes you nervous at the end of the game. They could use one more bullpen guy and one more big bat. Uh, Marte was a nice addition. Lindor, second year, more comfortable. I think he is very much a candidate to win the MVP. You know, he's good defensively. He's got some power, hitting for average. Uh, boy, but boy, the Mets, you know, you can get relievers at the deadline and you can get hitters. The one thing it's hard to get is starting pitching, but the Mets have plenty of starting pitching, and especially if they get to ground back. So, uh, and again, throw Bassett into that mix. So to me, the Mets plus 135 is a hell of a bet. I think they have a chance here. Look, if you can close out April well and, and play pretty well and build this lead up, you're already up five in the loss column. Like I said, if you can get this to eight, nine, 10 games with that kind of pitching, uh, you got a chance to run and hide. So good start for the Mets. There's just a, there's a good vibe with the Mets. There really has been ever since, I don't know, the winter. 
new ownership. They signed Scherzer that Thanksgiving Day weekend. They signed Escobar and Kana and, you know, uh, Starling Marte. It's just, it's, there's a good field of this Mets team. So hopefully all is well with DeGrom. Uh, as the Mets are in St. Louis tonight, Scherzer against Mikolas. Mets minus 140. Total is seven at Bet Rivers. I like the Mets. I like the Mets. I've been on the Mets a lot here. I think the Mets are a good team. Good story. There's just a good vibe with this Mets team. They've been profitable to bet on. So uh, I'm going to bet on them here again tonight. Minus the 140 at Bet Rivers. And like I mentioned, plus 135 here uh, to win to win this division to me you know, is, is really uh, a hell of a bet. So if you look around baseball here, just, you know, mention the Yankees. Uh, the AL Central is interesting because the White Sox, who everyone kind of penciled in to win that division, uh, they've been ha they've had a million injuries. Giolito hurt, Lynn hurt. They've lost now seven in a row. Jimenez, Eloy Jimenez on the DL. So Minnesota, 8-8. Eight and eight. That's a weird division. Minnesota, 8-8 eight and eight's in first place. Uh, if you look around Seattle, 10 and 6, they're off to a nice start. That's a pretty good team. They're young. They've got, you know, they're going to be good for a while, Seattle. So Seattle's uh, off to a nice start at 10 and 6. Just kind of looking around the league here. Four teams in the NL West with 10 plus wins. Four teams with 10 plus wins. There's only, uh, I think, seven in baseball, and there's four of them in the NL West, as you have obviously the Dodgers, 11 and 4, are just a machine. San Fran 11 and 5, Colorado 10 and 5 off to a good start and then San Diego is 10 and 7. So uh, that's a strong division. Interesting how you got, you know, four teams off to really good starts. Obviously as the season goes on, those teams will beat each other up, but uh, again, Seattle playing well, that's that's a story early on. They're kind of a fun team. A lot of young players even without uh, Julio Rodriguez and you know a lot of these rookies, Wit Rodriguez, a lot of these guys have not hit the ball well, but even without Rodriguez hitting the ball, uh They've done pretty well here. So uh, Mariners in the mix here. They're off to a good start. The White Sox have played terribly. Again, Braves haven't played well. The Raves hasn't, haven't looked good. So you know, every 15, 20 games, look, it's a long season, but every 10, 15, 20 games, you want to look around and just kind of survey the landscape and you, know, you kind of break the baseball season down into different sections, different chunks. And uh, we're, we're already, you know, 17, 18 games in here and, you know, some of these teams, you can just tell their weaknesses already. And look, a six, seven game winning streak, you look a lot different. But I, I think some of the stuff we've seen early on um, is prevalent. So that's the baseball. Just want to mention Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers gives you more reasons to root, root, root for the home team with a Tuesday 20% profit boost on all MLB games. Log on tomorrow and place your bets on the money line, point spread, or who will hit the long ball, and you will earn a 20% profit boost on any baseball game. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Peanuts and hot dogs are not included. Log on to betrivers.com or download the BetRivers app and place your bets. Uh, that is must be 21 or older. Available in New York only. Void where prohibited. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. So check that out with BetRivers. So good week ahead. We got the Nets playoff game tonight. I do think the Nets win. I like to rant to go over here. Uh, I like the Mets as well against the Cardinals. So could be the last day of local basketball here. If the Nets lose tonight, their season is over, obviously. I do think they'll win. I'm not confident. Again, when it's 3-0, you never really know. But uh, I do think they'll win tonight. Hopefully this series goes a little longer. I'd like them to. I, I You know, I'd really like them to win tonight, win in Boston, and have some game six, have some juice. Not, not only because I'm rooting for this series, but I do want to see, just from a historical standpoint, 
I would like to see a team down 3 nothing come from behind and win the series, at least force the game seven. I, I always think that's fascinating, you know, just the, uh, the historical aspect of it, the comeback aspect of it, the choking aspect of it. I just, I think that would be a lot of fun. So it's going to happen at some point. Why not now? Let's, uh, let, let's root for the Nets and hopefully this series still has some juice left in it. I'm not confident, but hey, uh, figure it's going to happen at some point. So maybe, maybe tonight we, uh, we start our march towards history here with the Nets, but Again, going to have to play a lot better. And boy, if Durant just played okay these first few games, he'd probably be up two games to one. So there's, there, there is hope in that aspect of it from the Nets. But Boston probably just you know, a, a better, more balanced, deeper team. So I like the Mets tonight. I like the Nets. I like Durant over 30.5 points. And again, both local teams to win the division uh, at those plus prices to me are still, uh, still pretty good prices here, pretty good value at betrivers.com. Go to the Bet Rivers app, check out what they have to offer, including, like I said, the draft is this week. So NBA playoffs, the draft, we got baseball every night. Good week ahead of us. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. This is the New York City Cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.